The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Hi, this is Stuart Wright, BritFlix.com podcast. Just a quick note to say that um, during the podcast, which is about to start, uh, there is a little bit of echo on the recording. It's nothing major, but I thought best point it out so that you don't get annoyed at it while it's happening. Apologies there, but I still think there's a lot to be got from this interview with Bonita, the director of American Burger. Enjoy the podcast. It's the Britflix.com podcast. It's the Britflix.com podcast. Welcome yes. to another Britflix.com podcast. I've got with me British director Benita Drake, but Benita is not based in Britain anymore. Hello, Benita. Hi. Do you want to tell the listeners where, where you're based? I'm based in Sweden. Sweden, okay, okay. Yeah. And you've made a film called, and the reason we're talking is because you've made a film called? American Burger. Now, you wrote and directed that with your husband, Johan, yeah? Yep, that's correct. Rightio. So do you want to tell them a little bit uh, briefly about what that film is about? So we can get a bit of context to the rest of the podcast? Yeah, well, people are sort of describing it as a happy horror film. Okay. So it's very tongue-in-cheek. And it's about American students who go to Europe. They're invited to the American Burger Factory, and they find out that they make burgers, American burgers, 100% American meat. So, so they're turned into hamburgers. So basically it's an abattoir for American tourists. Yes. <laughs> Right then, before we go into any more detail about that, let's let's sort of rewind the clock a bit and look at your sort of education and career path to writing and directing American Burger. So, as and this is kind of this is this can be as kind of nostalgic or as romantic as you want to imagine it. But going back to where you feel that the film bug bit you, what or who represents a tipping point for you wanting to be a filmmaker? I think as young as four or five, okay. I want. The James Bond and then from there I was told James Bond wasn't real and he was only an actor so I wanted to be an actor and then I was informed that the good stuff was done by stuntmen so I wanted to be a stuntman and then it dawned on me that the person who really made the films was the writer and the director so that's why I eventually ended up being the writer-director okay okay so, and, and what, what, if any, formal education have you received in terms of sort of moving towards being a director? I did um, a year foundation course, a year in Portsmouth, right. and then I did a three-year BA course in Newport Film School. And, and what, what do you think, doing the, 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 the sort of following that kind of formal education path, what did that help prepare you for? I think it helps you being in a room with other people that want to be filmmakers. Okay. 
it's the first time that you really find that there's other people out there that are trying to do it, just how hard it is, that you can't just succeed just because you're talented. There's a lot of luck. Hmm. And what, um, would, what would you say is one of the um, sort of, I guess, um, what was the lesson learned from film school that you still that you still apply to this day? That you got to keep going and the best people don't succeed. Which makes it sound awful to me, I know. But I wasn't the best one in the in the class. Okay. And what, what was your um what would you consider to be your sort of first paid role in film? I was a video video assist. So I started the video and stopped the video on a film called Big Nothing with uh, which starred Simon Pegg and David Swimmer. Okay. And um, and what, what what did that role involve? Um, you get to sit by the monitor all day. Yeah. And you um, every time the film rolls, you have to press <laughs> record and you press stop so that then the director and the actors you play it for them in between takes. Oh, okay. And it was it's amazing because you get to be in on the conversations between the directors and the actors. Yeah, I can, I can imagine that there's, uh, you're, sort of, uh, you're the fly on the wall, literally, aren't you? Yeah, yeah, literally, and it it was absolutely fantastic. Um, the David Swimmer was so amazing. It was just before he directed Run, Fat Boy, Run. Okay. And he, I learned so much from comedy from him, hmm. saying it had to be a medium shot to get the joke going. He didn't record the punchline and... It was just fantastic, and Simon Pegg um, is always funny. Is he really? Always funny, even at six in the morning when you're up to your sort of ankles in mud, yeah. he's still making everybody on the set laugh. And Alice Eve was the female in the mix, and she's gorgeous even at six o'clock in the morning. <laughs> So fast forward into American Burger, Benita. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, you like you say you describe it as a happy as a happy horror, and mm. yet it's uh, it's about taking a group of American tourists and turn them into burgers. So uh, do you want to do you want to expand on how that idea came around? Um, we were sort of informed, kind of asked, informed that if you want to get into film. As a director, the first thing you should do is maybe dabble in horror. Okay. And Johan and I, come, we're funny people. We write funny. <laughs> That's all we can do. So we thought, okay, if we're going to do a horror, it's going to still have our kind of ideas towards it. Yeah. So the things that make our, us laugh is like Monty Python. So... You know, it's funny when you cut off someone's arm and the blood keeps pouring out like a fountain. So we just came up with this idea. We we went away for a weekend, locked ourselves in our mate's house for a whole weekend, yeah. eating takeout food. And we had this idea of just these students and it went back and forth, back and forth, and we had... Well, we had pizza one night, we had Chinese the next night, and then the last night, 
we had burgers and it just all clicked. So it could have easily been that they'd been turned into pizza or Chinese food, but luckily on the last night with the burgers, it just all came to pass. And that's how we came up with the idea. And, and this is all shot in Sweden, yeah? Yeah. So it, it, it's literally played as a, as a group of American tourists go to Sweden and find the American Burger Factory as part of their trip. Yeah. Another thing that we had was when we were um, on our honeymoon, me and Johan, okay. we went to Egypt on our honeymoon. And uh, we went on a day trip to see the pyramids. Okay. And food, food was included. And when we got to see the pyramids, a little scooter turned up with the M of McDonald's on it. And the guy came out and handed us all hamburgers. Really? Yeah. And it was just the surrealness of seeing the pyramids while eating a Big Mac. It, just, it was just clicked in our brains that at some point we'd be making a movie about it. And so you, you say you conceived the idea of a weekend. So what was, what was the process from conceiving the idea to writing a script? I always get slightly embarrassed talking to other writers about this because uh, once we've got Don't. the idea, it goes really, really quickly. So the first draft we had up and running within about three weeks. Okay. And then it went through a couple of different drafts with the producers to the eventual what you've got on screen. Okay. But, but, but between, I mean, I'm, I'm thinking more between you and Johan, really, you know, the, the way the pair of you sort of write. We talk back and forth constantly okay. until we've completely verbally said the whole script, okay. the whole sort of structure to each other, back and forth, back and forth. Are you familiar with a film called The East? No. It's a film exec produced by Ridley Scott, and the um, the writers. There's two writers on that. They're not. They're not a married couple, but they're. I think they're a couple, um, and they talked a lot about this. They talked a lot about this idea of talking around the script. So if you tell enough people, if you can tell mm. it, then almost it's ready to write, kind of thing. It's. Uh, does that ring a bell in terms of what you're the way you're talking about it? Yes, we don't do the actual sit down and put it to paper until we've talked it all the way through. Okay, and, and then and then that, that leads me nicely on to sort of um, the idea that you're a married couple and if, you, if you're always talking about the film, where, how do you balance sort of life, not film, and preparing a script, say? Probably haven't got the other part. We're, we're just script. <laughs> we've, got a, um, we've got a seven-year-old daughter and uh, we were talking yesterday about this interview yeah. and what I should say and what I shouldn't say. And she popped up and said, uh, just talk about how you and Daddy met. How so, what, sorry? How you and Daddy met. <laughs> so she's as big a part of these conversations now. And, of course, she was on set with us for American Burger. Okay. And she was in my tummy when I was working on Big Nothing, my first film, right, as a okay. video set. So. so it's in her DNA almost? Yeah. What would you say are the pros and cons, though, of working with someone that you also share your life with, as it were? Uh, when everything's going good, it's brilliant, because we're both on the same vibe. But mm. when we get knocked back, 
it's very hard for one of us to dust the other one off. So if somebody doesn't like our script, it's very hard for, you know, an outside person to come in and say, oh, it's okay, honey, you are talented, but when we're both in it together, it's hard to be positive. Ah, yeah, so you mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. I would, yeah, my, my wife would, would, would always be supportive of work and doing, but obviously that's outside of any peer group support mm -hmm. or, or, you know, thumbs up, thumbs down kind of stuff. That's interesting. Um, so, when did you shoot American Burger? We shot it last uh, year, last in the summer of last year. And but now, 2012. 2012. Now, and I, I know that. Now, I should probably declare. Actually, I probably should have said at the outset. Um, Benita and I met at the Ramskrit Horror Film Festival in Norway. Um, I was there promoting my film Hidden Folk, and Benita was there. Promote giving giving a few taster clips, pun intended, of um, of American Burger, um, and so I kind of I kind of know, I kind of know the um, I know the answer to this, but I, wanna, I just wanted to ask it because it's 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 an unusual situation in the sense that you're a British Swedish um, pairing making a film in Sweden where you're trying to get a cast that's supposed to be largely American. So do you want to talk about the challenges of casting a film? Where you might not be able to get your hands on lots of Americans. Mm. I I'm really confident going in that uh, lots of people, because of how much influence America has on our TV, that every good actor can do an American accent. Okay. So we actually auditioned in London, Stockholm, and where we actually shot in Ostershot. Okay. So we picked up um, some of the actors from London. Some of them had studied in America. Uh, one of the main cast was actually an Australian. We had, oh, a really funny story was I was in Spotlight. That's where we had the audition. Okay. And I don't know if it's allowed <laughs> or not, but um, Brookside was also auditioning as well. And I walked into the waiting room and there was a guy there that I knew I wanted in my film, but he was auditioning for Brookside, so I kind of said, after you've done that audition, can you come in and see me? And he's like, yeah, sure, like all good actors, <laughs> and uh, he got the part, and it wasn't until he was on the film set that I discovered that he grew up in Wales, in the valley next door to mine, and that our parents knew each other. That's a surreally small world. Yeah, so I, I could have just not gone to London and just asked my dad if he knew anyone whose kids acted. So is there, a, is there a central sort of hero to the story, or is it, is it, is it sort of is attempting to save the day, as it were? Or is there a central... It's an ensemble cast. Ensemble cast. But there's never a, sure who survives and who doesn't. But there's a central bad guy, though, isn't there? You've got a very kind of, from what I've seen of the trailer. Yes, the demented chef. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if he's really a bad guy because he does love Americans and he loves American culture and he loves it so much that, you know, he's bored into it. He wants to travel there. He wants to eat them. So and the he's actor, a bad guy. And, and the actor he got for the role, he was, uh, I, I remember you saying he was very method in his, uh, in his approach to be the lunatic chef. Yeah, I'm... 
I met him before, which was lucky, and he's a great guy. He's a sweet. But once he arrived on the set, he was the demented chef that entire time. So when I was directing him, I was directing the demented chef, which was a bit eerie. <laughs> what, in the sense that you, were, you you felt like you were talking to the character, not the actor? Correct. He stayed in character. So if I said, you know, can you sort of do it a bit more like this? maybe do a bit of a jig at this point and he's like yeah 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 i can do that <laughs> <laughs> now now you've started an indigo campaign um for, linked to the film now you've, the film's all shot isn't it that's all in the can yeah so what what's the indigo campaign for it's for um sound music and subtitles oh, okay so what what does that what does that mean how much do you need to raise and what what is it you're trying to get get hold of so once you've raised the money in terms of music once we've raised the money we can sort of hopefully finish the film it's just a little bit more that needs but if you go to indiegogo you can see the graphs and everything okay uh, you can get some really good perks you can even have dinner with me and johan if you like <laughs> I, I know you got that for free when we were in Norway, but if you want to, you could pay. Well, well, well I'll put I'll put a link up with the um, with the uh, with the podcast and stuff, so people can click on that um, and have a look at what it is you're trying to do. Um, so, is that how does that how does the Indigo campaign affect your kind of post production process? Then, where where are you in that? Um. We're pretty good. I mean, we want to get it finished, and it, it, it obviously is not finished yet. Mm. And it's just that, those last little bits that you do. I think we're pretty close to a final edit, a lockdown picture. Okay. Which would be fantastic. And I realized, I didn't realize until I got into this how much your heart goes until actually saying, yeah, this is it, now it's locked. Because you keep thinking, oh, maybe I can do this, maybe I can do that. So it's very hard to have that sign off on it. And and, and does locked mean there's no going back? Yeah. Really? <laughs> yeah. It, yeah. It's a big decision. You're making it's my big... heart go now. <laughs> <laughs> so you're, you're saying you're very close to being locked then, you're not locked yet? Not locked yet, almost there. And, who, and then who, I have to walk away and say, yep, that's it, that's locked. <laughs> blimey, blimey, that's a big one. And there's, sorry, I should have said the subtitles, is that to make it Swedish, Swedish subtitles? Um, I think that's um, whatever subtitles, I think, oh, I, yeah, I think it's, because it's in English. Yeah. So I think they're going to try and do the main countries that you have. So it's probably Spanish or... Oh, okay, okay, all right. So it literally is just about getting subtitles on the film, not... I, I was just yeah. thinking, because you'd, you'd made English speaking in Sweden, you maybe had to mm. try, and, try and get uh, Swedish subtitles on there. Um, so that campaign, the Indigo campaign, runs till when's that? When does it end? Uh, the 12th of December. Okay, okay. And, and you can go uh, on the Facebook as well and buy T-shirts. Oh, okay. Right, well, I'll put links up for... 
Yeah, it's a strange world that I'm in. When you're in film school, they don't talk to you about merchandise and making T-shirts and crowdfunding. No, well, I guess I'm guessing crowdfunding wasn't really on the agenda. I'm guessing it will be now. Yeah, it should be. Um, I mean, everybody. I mean, it's the one. I think it's the one thing that I've I've learned in the last eighteen months or so is that a film is really just a, another start-up business. You know, you're just trying to make something profitable. It just so happens that the main catalyst is a film. Mm. And people put money in and they want money out, don't they? Yeah. It, sort of, it, it sounds a bit artless when you say it like that, but it, 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 the challenge is to... I think Billy Wilder said, you know, he smuggled the art in like it was contraband. <laughs> so, um, you, you, <clears throat> what was... Um, when, when you were on set filming... What was um, what was some of the? I mean, because you were doing like from what I've seen and what people will see when they look at the trailer, is that you were doing very old school kind of uh, special effects, weren't you? So there was, I mean, how how actually how much blood did you expend in the making of this movie? Oh, I had it written down somewhere. I think it's sixty liters. Sixty liters of blood. Yeah. <laughs> so so yeah. when you why why choose the kind of old school over the kind of um, the CGI sort of blood splatter on screen. What was what was the was that an artistic choice or was that an economical choice? No, that was artistic. Okay. We just we really love it. We love if you think of things like Star Wars, you know it's the old school. It's actually having. I mean, I kind of had a bit of a crush on C three PO, and if he if he had been a special effect, I don't think. He would have touched my heart as much as being real. Okay. I remember when I discovered he wasn't actually a robot, and I was so heartbroken. <laughs> but is it? Is I mean, the interest. If I remember rightly, you're not the biggest fan of horror yourself, are you? No, I think I've seen three horror films. I've seen uh, Shaun of the Dead, Scream, and uh, Zombieland. Okay. Okay. So. So the the um, so where was I mean presumably Johan is um, is into his into his gore I'm guessing yeah so yeah. you you were following his lead in terms of did you know in terms of those because I think there's one scene of one one of the clips I saw is just uh, I think someone just runs in front of the camera don't they and um, their their hand is up by their throat and then there's just jets of blood coming out yeah. So how how do you want to do you want to explain that kind of old school technique there? What's going on? Uh, there's a tube going down the sleeve yeah. to the hand, and there's a person slightly off camera pumping to shoot the blood out. It was a lot, a lot of fun. I heard it was a lot, a lot. So wherever the injury occurred, you'll quickly see a hand move to it. So <laughs> you start pumping blood. What do you, what would you what do you remember being as as directors then not not as writers as directors what was what was the challenge for you with like an ensemble cast and like you know again referring to the to the clips I've seen you know you're running through forests you're uh, around a big industrial unit um, what were the biggest challenges for you as directors? To be honest, we had so much fun. I don't think. And everyone was so up for it. Luckily, all our actors were really were running around, 
you know, we didn't have anybody say they didn't want to run, they didn't want to get covered in blood. I think probably, probably stopped actors giggling because they were having so much fun. <laughs> as soon as they got covered in blood, they sort of started giggling. I suppose you so, would, wouldn't you? I suppose you would. Yeah, and the, the blood that we used had some sort of sugary content to it. And somebody brought their dog on the set one day, and the dog started eating blood. Oh, strong look. <laughs> I was like, no, that's the blood. So, so if all if all goes to plan, Benita, when 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 should we expect to be able to see American Burger? The latest is May. The, it should hit everywhere. They're doing a um, complete, you'll be able to see it in whatever format you want. So it'd be on the internet, um, it'd be in the DVD shop, and it'd be in cinema. So is that, are you are you going to be getting a cinema release in Sweden with this film? Um, hopefully, fingers crossed. You never know what might happen. Okay. I mean, do, do you, I mean have you, are you aware of any sort of distribution and sales things that have gone on so far in terms of where... You may be exhibiting the film. I always leave those kind of questions to the producers. Fair enough, fair enough. I'm more into the, uh, the artistic side. Fair enough, no, that makes a lot of sense. Stick to what you know. Um, <laughs> well, then, finally, then, um, as a bit of fun, if any, fi if any film, you, you, with, your, with your director's hat on now, you don't have to write this film, or you may want to tweak it. Um, if any film could be rebooted or remade and you would offer the director's chair, what would you relish reprising as a film in your own image? Well, I've always wanted to do a Bond film. Oh. My whole ambition in life is to direct James Bond. I would swap everything for that. I would swap the Oscar. I would swap getting a knighthood from the Queen, if those things were on offer. <laughs> to do a Bond film but if I was to reboot something already out there I always fancied The Sound of Music say that again sorry The Sound of Music oh, oh really I always wanted to do that and have the Nazis just a little bit nastier and have it not end with them at the beginning of the mountain climb because as a child I always thought that that was more fascinating yeah. But yeah. to have them actually, with their children, have to climb over the, the Alps. Right. And the hardship that must have been. So you'd, you'd, be, you'd make so Sound of Music singing, a little grimmer. Yeah. Sound of Music with less singing, more Nazis, and the mountain climb. Fair enough, fair enough. Uh, well, actually, one thing I did miss there in, uh, the, converse, in, in the questions is... Um, and. and what next for you and Johan? Are you are you in the process of making anything now? Is there anything you can tell us? Uh, we're actually um, sort of writing uh, American Burger 2. Okay. And um, we're also writing a spy film because that's where our true passion lies. We love Born Identity, James Bond, Hamilton. So we really want to make a spy film. Excellent. And, and how far down the line are you with that one? That's to the first draft. Okay. So we're just testing the water with that one at the moment. Excellent, excellent. Well, look, Bonita, um, 
I'd like to thank you for your time on uh, Britflix.com podcast. Wish you all the best with your uh, your Indiegogo campaign to get you a little bit of extra money for the music and the subtitles. We'll we'll put up the um, the link with the podcast and uh, I'll put a trail up. If you want to send me any links, I'll I'll that you think are useful, then I'll put them up as well. But um, beyond that, thank you very much for taking time out to talk to us at Britflix. And um, thank you for letting me be on your program. And I look forward to next time we meet and maybe I get to see some footage from your film. That's, that'd be a brilliant world. <laughs> All right, Benita, thank you very much. Thank you. It's the Netflix.com podcast.